Brady. Sammy, great to be here. It means the football is just around the corner, which is exciting. Three weeks away, Sam, and uh, mm. you didn't never like uh, incidents like this happening, but uh, 18 weeks, it's as big a... I just wonder, Sam, is it the biggest? You know, I know Justin Charles, back in the day, uh, got 16, around the 16-week mark. I'm yep. talking for an off-field matter. Uh, it's just about as big as it gets. Uh, Willie Rioli uh, was involved, yeah, obviously, with that uh, the urine sample yeah. uh, when Powerade. Yeah, that's when Asada was involved Asada as well. Asada was involved. The drugs, yeah. yeah um, uh, Joel Smith, we're still to, yet to hear. Yeah, he's facing two years. He's, but uh, in a situation like this, um, obviously, you know, Violence against women, uh, alleged violence against women, that just can't be tolerated. So I'm not, I've got no issues with the 18 week ban. Yeah, so we have to be clear here. He has faced court uh, prior to things that uh, do involve what the AFL is, is dealing with, but they're also separate too. So there have been fresh allegations mm. that have not been taken to court, but have been taken to the AFL. So this is not a black and white issue. This is as areas that have um, huge amounts of grey in them. I just want to get a straw poll before Lordy and I just dissect it a little bit from our callers. One double three six nine three. Are you comfortable with an off-field issue like this that has got nothing to do with football being dealt with if Tom is is correct? With a number of weeks as a sanction, a number of matches, one double three six nine three, and I'd love to hear from North Melbourne supporters right now. What do you think the club should be doing about it? One double three six nine three. If he's given eighteen weeks, that is all but a life sentence. In, in, in when you look at it through the prism of the fact that Taron Thomas is out of contract at the end of the year, it would basically mean that he it would only be available for less than a handful of games. Um, to which you would think that it would be very hard for him to get picked up in. 2025 and beyond. On that, Lloydie, you were at North Melbourne today, along with some select people from the media, for what is essentially known in the industry as an off-the-record briefing. Tell us a little bit about that and what you can. It was uh, able to have a listen to Sonia Hood, uh, the president of the club, uh, Jen Watt, the CEO of the football club, Alistair Clarkson, the coach, and also uh, Todd Viney, the head of football. So, uh, it was a very candid chat. Uh, they were open to any questions that were asked. Uh, Taron Thomas was asked, um, and you could sense the, the way they were talking that um, it was a, been a draining issue for them. Um, it's left in the hands of the AFL. They were expecting to hear three weeks ago uh, what was going to be happening with Taron Thomas. Um, spoke about the on-field matters uh, and how you know, the players just the weeding out the players who have been poor culturally and, mm. and also about trying to rebuild with this new wave of players. And and when you've been in such a losing culture for so long, the challenges they've got of rebuilding and, and trying to improve, and then in a few years trying to attract players to the football club. So it was a really interesting chat. Um, Does the context of how they are struggling as a club, Lloydy, mm. change how you think they need to be dealing with someone like a Thomas? And, and I use mm. the example of, and forget, I'm not comparing the allegations, Jordan Degoe at Collingwood was, for multiple times in his career, facing mm. times where Collingwood could have easily gotten rid of him. But they were probably big enough as a footy club and doing well enough on the field that it didn't seem like the pressure was engulfing them as much as, and I mean this respectfully mm. with North Melbourne, a smaller club that has been so poor off the field for so long that an issue like this is, is bigger than it is for another club. Yeah, Taron uh, would be in the top five uh, most talented players at North Melbourne, maybe top three. So that always you always get more chances when you're in the best three. Yep, that's the players. reality of sport. Yeah, and we saw him last year. He played some great football when he came back after not playing at the start of the year. But 
I remember John Quinn, our fitness coach at the Bombers, once saying, uh, our long-time fitness coach, that there was one particular player that he said, I spend 90% of my time dealing with his issues and his matters as a head of strength and conditioning coach. So for 40 other players who are doing all the right things, I'm spending 10% of my time on mm. them and I'm spending 90% of my time. And and I raised this with North. It was just a candid chat and I could see a few nods saying, yep, I can understand what you're saying because that's been Taron Thomas. We're just forever being sidetracked by issues when we want to put all our energies into you know, getting ourselves back on our feet as a football club, yet we're just de- constantly dealing with off-field matters with Taron Thomas. So I-, I put him in the Harley Bennell bracket. He'll, mm. be, he'll be lost to football and he'll be one of the most, you know, I said, um, wasted talents, wasted talents yeah, that we've ever seen in the game. It's sad more than anything. Yeah. You're right. John, welcome to the show. Yeah, Tarrant Thomas, you wouldn't call him a star player, would you? Well, Lloydie's like, L- the expert here. He's, well, I don't know how many games he's played. but He's played uh, 69, John. Yeah, well, he's not a star. In, I can't believe it. John, he's not a star in terms of what he's achieved. He's got star tendencies. But he's got, he's got talent that, um, that 90% of players would dream of having in the AFL competition. Yep. Thank you, John. Appreciate that question. Rick, welcome. How you going? Um, look, my comments about Justin Charles, and uh, I think the man was crucified. Um, back in the days, he wasn't caught sniffing cocaine. He wasn't caught doing anything. He used an anabolic steroid to help an injury. And footballers today have got away with murder and getting slaps on the wrist. And that crucifixion ended his football career when he was absolutely a star. What have players done that's worse than that, Rick, that you're saying that they've got away with? Oh, well, people like uh, blokes that are caught sniffing cocaine and, and, and being tested positive for things like that. Justin Charles wasn't anything like that. Justin had an injury, a, a bad hip injury that he thought was career-ending, and he was using a banned substance. Yeah, and the, ga- the game, and I say the game, sport has to have a zero tolerance yeah. when it comes to banned substances, particularly those that are seen as performance-enhancing. Thank you, Rick. Billy, welcome to the show. I'm just out of curiosity question too. A lot of views are sort of a little bit in the dark. Not 100% exactly sure what the guy's actually done. I know he's had indiscretions about two or three times. And I was just going to make a comment. This guy's been a, like a good average player, not an absolute superstar. But to get out and can you just give us a little bit of clarification? What's he actually being charged with? I don't think you can make a comment or not. Sure. And so we said, so, so people listening sort of saying, what's he done wrong? Why has he got 18 weeks? Oh. Yeah, okay. Th- thanks, Billy. That's a fair question. So um, he went to court in July of 2023, so a bit over six months ago. My, my uh, recollection is that he pleaded guilty but avoided conviction. So he avoided sanction for threatening to distribute intimate videos of a then former partner. Um, since then, it, sorry, in and around then, that time and since then, uh, s- several other parties have gone to the AFL, not necessarily to police like that one did, but to the AFL with other allegations. And that's why um, in Tom's article today and in his interview with Jackie, the, the terminology that he was talking about was inappropriate behaviour. Now, this is a, it's a big moment, Lloydie, for the AFL and how they deal with these things because there are some people out there that think that the AFL should concentrate on just running sport. But unfortunately, th- th- there are no provisions for this sort of stuff. They, they have to be running the game 
outside of sport and they have to be running brand management, not, not just the rules that dictate the game. You're right. It, it sort of hurts everyone's brand in this situation. So, yep. you know, if, if he's running around playing football uh, or training with North, it puts pressure on North Melbourne. If he's running around playing AFL, it puts press, press, pressure on the AFL. Mm. It hurts families. It goes far wider than just himself. Jeff, before a break, Lloydie's back. It's great to have him. Welcome to the show. G'day, Sam. G'day, Matty. Um, yeah, he's a must-keep at North Melbourne. He's, a- he's only... Keep him for 18 weeks. He plays up, get rid of him before that time. But he's only going to get picked up at the end of the year. So he's too good of a player to let go. The kid, he's just a kid. So let him learn by this mistake. Keep him at North. Let him train. wherever he, If he can train with the boys, let him learn. You know? I'm sure the seniors, the senior, um, the senior players will, will teach him that lesson. I remember uh, Walters from the Fremantle Dockers, uh, Ross Lyon, when he was a coach there, sent him back to Ma- Michael, Michael Walters. Walters yeah, yeah, sent him back to train with Peel Thunder and said, go back. And I think it was like three months, three months. Was it that long? It was, it was a long time where he just said, you've just got to work out uh, whether you want it or not. Yep. And he's been unbelievable since then. I know Stevie Johnson was banned. My brother was his manager. They went down to the highway together and they thought they were just going to get a slap on the wrist. They'll be back training next week. And they hit him with eight weeks mm. and just said, we don't want to see you. We, you've got to get your act in order. Uh, you, you know, you're probably you know, drinking a little bit too much and not taking your career seriously enough. Uh, and so banned him from the AFL system for eight weeks. Mm. I think that's what Taron needs. He's he, had that though, Lordy. Yeah. But, I, but I, that's, that's the hard thing about this. Yeah. And I'm not trying to pass judgment, mm. but, but how many chances do they give him? Well, I think he's just about finished. But I think if they give him eighteen weeks, it's almost impossible for North yeah, Melbourne to keep him. Yeah, but if he was to go back probably next year and play somewhere, mm. non AFL, and show that he's willing to make more of a commitment and not be purely based on talent, mm. and and show that he's a good person and he's, he can be trusted, well, then I think Jeff's right. Someone would give him an opportunity in a few years' time. Yeah, there have been. I'm sure there have been success cases. I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. There have been a couple of quite well-known recent cases of players facing issues off the field that left their club and then were picked up by other clubs with with great records of cultural. What about Marlon Pickett? Yeah, Marlon Pickett is one. Um, the one, ones that I'm thinking of that didn't work, Jack Stephen at Geelong. Mm. You know, they, they they said that he was going to turn Harley Bennell at, at Fremantle. Mm. Yeah, and you know, Chris Scott at Geelong and Ross Lyon at at mm. um, at Fremantle, two guys that you would think if if anyone was going to get them right. Mm. So sometimes it's it's not as easy as just a change of environment. It's 19 minutes past six. 